2: i heart
3: good afternoon everybody welcome back to the program It's betting across America and we are presented by BetMGM. GM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one of your hosts out here in Las Vegas, your other host on East Coast is Josh Applebaum, and pleasure to have in studio with us right now, Lou Finicaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, how are you? I'm doing great. It's an exciting time of the year, Mike. I'm happy to be here with you and Josh and share some NFL insight. Yeah, we're happy to have you. You know, we started the show breaking down and recapping the game last night. Um, Your thoughts on the game, and did you have a play on that game?
4: I did have a play on that game um, and, and it'll lead me into kind of how I think about week one. I, I, uh, did, I, I rarely play parlays, but I'm out here having some fun. I took the Cardinals in the first five innings and they were lucky enough uh, to get there for me as a plus 140 dog. I had that parlayed to the Cowboy money line at plus 340 here at the South Point. Uh, I got my money's worth out of the ticket. I got a great run uh, and we fall just a little bit short but uh, I really believe that in week one uh, we have to go by more than NFL every week we go by the everybody theory but in week one never more importantly and the everybody theory is is that everybody is wrong and so when we see these wild swings in point spreads uh, these numbers have been up since all summer and they're going to start really getting hit as we get closer to these games I'll be looking strategically to find a home team getting points that's in an inflated situation where they open maybe one a la the new york giants and now they're up to a key number of three Mm uh the giants are one of the releases for this week but that's kind of what i'm looking for is it my handicapping yes it is but you can't be afraid in the nfl and that's why i took that money line on dallas and to me it was a, a very very wise decision but it was not a winning decision and that's the way it goes
5: Lou, I think you're totally right. And you hit on something that I've been a big proponent of a long time, like public recency bias and inflated lines. And, you know, you walk into a bar, everyone's got Tampa Bay there. creates a lot of value to go the other way, especially when open six and a half all the way up to nine. At that point, are you going to lay a nine the worst of it? It really provides a lot of value to buy low in these spots. So I'm right there with you. Uh, by the way, great to see you in studio. Unfortunately, Lou, I got no UFC to throw at you. You get a week off from UFC, but that's okay. You can focus on uh, NFL. So I want to throw this game at you Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Pritch and I were talking about this. I'm looking at the Steelers here. You know, at one point it was at seven, six and a half. I, I see some shops like they may go down to six here. Let's we'll see how that develops. So this would be a road dog system match. They've done very well. Also, Mike Tomlin's been a great ATS as a dog in general. What are you thinking here, Lou? Would you lay it with the Bills or do you like getting the points here uh, with the Steelers?
4: it's hard for me to lay at any time. Uh, There has to be compelling reason, Josh. Uh, I I like the Steelers here. I I like the coach. I like the team. I like the fact they're getting underestimated. I like the fact that Buffalo's got a target on their back. They're going to be like Tampa last night, the hunted, and they're going to have to get used to that a little bit. Uh, A Pittsburgh plus six and a half anywhere in an opening game to me seems uh, quite enough and I'd be happy with six or six and a half.
3: Yeah, we were talking about that Browns uh, situation with um, Kansas City. And it's moved to five and a half. I was interested at six. But uh, now at five and a half, uh, you probably could still be interested if you like the dog in that one.
4: Yeah, and, and uh, Cleveland's a team that's going to have to prove it to me. Okay. In that particular game, I like the way it's moving. Uh, because if I were to consider something, maybe I now look at a minus two and a half, Kansas City first half kind of a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a target of mine because I don't really want to play any favorites. Week one.
3: Yeah.
5: I'm right there with you, Lou. And, you know, one thing, again, I'm pretty much all dogs here. Week one, all my system Mm -hmm. matches are dogs. They do very well, 55% ATS in week one the last decade. But here's a favorite that kind of is becoming a late play for me. Lou, sell me on Washington. I'm leaning the Washington football team here. Public is all in love with the Chargers here, with Herbert, for good reason. But Washington at home, a pick type game, they moved recently from plus one to minus one. What do you think, Lou? Would you go Washington? And also, how do you handle a point, a minus one, a plus one? Do you like to go money line sometimes here?
4: Washington uh, on Tuesday was getting the one. I used them in my point spread weekly uh, release. And Washington's got a chip because no one believes in them. And the Chargers are traveling a couple of time zones away. So
3: I I, I like Washington there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that that one gets tricky as it gets closer and closer to them, And and certainly breaking down all these games is going to be useful. It's betting across America, and we are presented by Bet'em Jim. I'm Mike Pritchard, one of your hosts out here in Las Vegas. Your other host on the East Coast is Josh Applebaum. And in studio with us right now, Lou Finacaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Pleasure to have Lou in studio with us. Uh, And Lou, uh, last night I was at Stadium Swim at Circa, taken in Thursday Night Football. Nice. Great place, great venue, highly recommend it. Uh, And a lot of people came up to James Salinas and myself, and they see the program, and they have a lot of questions. And some of the questions involved I think something that you're highlighting today on the program uh, is noise. Like a, a lot of casual bettors, they don't know how to block out the noise. Uh, any advice for, because I was trying to give advice, but I'd rather ask you to, to give advice to the audience here.
4: Yeah, and, and, and I talk out of both sides of my mouth all the time, <laughs> and I'm going to do it here because information's so important, and we're in an information business, so you have to gather information. Um, that said, information to me is tangible injury information, uh, any kind of uh, player uh, malfeasance or uh, COVID issues in in a day like today. Uh, However, uh, being around a culture that all they're talking about all week long is picks and games and point spreads and all, that's the kind of blanket of noise I think that you need to try and filter through. I'm very lucky because I live in Phoenix and I can really regulate what I take in and who I take in. Uh, And while I listen to a lot, I really block out quite a bit as well. And I would also say uh, that if you look at some of these really well-produced NFTs, NFL shows in the morning with those four young people that talk about the NFL on the NFL network. And a lot of those shows are great. And I tune into them and I watch them. Why? Because I want to know the pollution that they're emitting to the people so that I can play the other way. I really believe that as a contrarian NFL football player, as a contrarian by life, that what the media emits is really based on recency and overreaction. And they do such a great job to create the opportunity for a gambler like me, that I need to know what they're saying so I can prepare myself for my side.
5: Lou, that's music to my ears, my man. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I'm right there with you. Another thing I like to look at, and you talk about these shows, and again, the public, you feel bad for them sometimes, they get pounded by talk shows and shows, and everyone telling you, oh, this player looks great, this player's terrible, this team's awesome, this team's terrible. You know, for example, like last night, one thing I always look at—it's always funny to me when they have the, when they make their picks at the bottom of the screen, and you know, you have the helmet, the Cowboys helmet, the Bucks helmet, and all across the board, every helmet is the same. Again, they're just picking straight up. So obviously, you know, in the end, the Bucks won. But I love that. I love when uh, everything, like from the public perspective, is all lined on one side. Because again, if it was so easy as just you know betting what you think is going to happen, we'd all be millionaires. The books would go bankrupt. That's obviously not the case here. So I'm right there with you, Lou. Uh, another game I want to throw to you, you know, in, in your neck of the woods with you and Pritch. Vegas Raiders. We've seen all this injury news here with uh, the, the with the uh, Ravens here, losing Peters, uh, losing all their running backs. Gus Edwards the other day. I'm looking at the Vegas Raiders here, um, Lou, at plus four and a half. They're now down to four at some shops. Prime time and a heavily bet game. What do you think? Would you be looking to get the points? Uh, here with the Raiders on Monday night.
4: Yes, that was a Tuesday release as well. The number was four and a half. I, I liked the Raiders then based on a uh, Raven squad that was fully intact at the time, at least Dobbins and Peters were in. And so now with recent news, uh, we haven't seen it affect the line too much yet, but come Sunday morning, it's gonna affect the line. So I believe that if you're looking at the Raiders, uh, grab that four now, uh, tease that four to a, 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 a 10 or 11 now, if you want, because by the time we kick that game off on Monday, that number's three or three and a half minimum.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be an influx of Raider fans, too, coming to Vegas, and uh, certainly, right? That could,
4: af- that could affect things here, okay. I think, but when you look at the national market, right. I, I think that uh, you're going to get some Vegas action based on the news and the noise of mm-hmm. Baltimore injuries, and that's still going to be a very competitive game. I do like the fact that the Raiders tend to start their seasons pretty quick and, and on fire, and I do believe they're going to be able to score. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how much they can score on the Ravens and what the Ravens can do on offense.
5: I'm with you, Lou. You know, another one that you mentioned, was kind of interesting, you know, we don't usually have to deal with this in the NFL, but like a change of venue. So obviously hurricane Ida has forced new Orleans to now play this game. I believe it's in Jacksonville, TIA, bank stadium there, home of the Jaguars. So it's going to be outdoors. It's not going to be in the dome, but I'm looking at maybe a gross play here with the saints here, Lou. Maybe you can sell me on it. You know, a lot of these books, over the summer, but you know, with the Aaron Rodgers saga, you didn't know what was going to happen there. You had New Orleans minus three at home at one point. A lot of money coming in on the Packers. Now it's a neutral site venue. Packers are all the way up to minus three and a half. I saw some books get to like four, Lou, and I think there was some buyback, maybe plus four. What do you think? Can you can you see a situation where maybe it's a field goal game? Maybe the Saints were were maybe um, I don't know underselling uh, you know Peyton here and what he can do with maybe uh, with maybe Jameis Winston and a good defense still
4: all of that. I I do believe we're underselling the Saints quite a bit. I myself am quite high on Jameis. He has a lot to prove. Kid's a competitor. Uh, I think Sean Payton uh, gets the Thief in the Night award for getting him at the price that he got him at. Meanwhile, Green Bay, yeah, it's a neutral field, but how does that hurt New Orleans? Yeah, they've been traveling between Dallas and the South to practice and to play, but Green Bay now has to take three or four different flights and a bus to get to Jackson where it's going to be hot outside. And let's not forget, last year Green Bay is a defensive ball control type of a football team. Mm -hmm. They weren't the the circus that they've been in in traditional years. They want to play close. And with a defensive line, an offensive line like the New Orleans Saints have, I'm ready to belly up with the horses, and I'm all about the
3: Saints. We're speaking with Lou Finnecaro. He's in studio with us right now, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Uh, Follow him on Twitter, at GAMLOU. Uh, So one of the things I want to say to the audience right now, and and when it comes to professional athletes, like Dak Prescott, didn't practice. He rested his shoulder, his injury. Uh, I was concerned whether or not they stretched him out, but obviously the Dallas Cowboys did stretch him out. He was ready to go uh, against Tampa. Uh, Even if these teams are rusty in the beginning or a new quarterback situation like Jameis Winston – these are professional athletes, and they'll figure it out, right? And so I think capping or looking at scenarios or situations with Peyton and Jameis, can they figure it out against Green Bay? You know, can, can Green Bay figure out uh, what the Saints are doing in this situation? So that that always intrigues me. Uh, but from a betting standpoint, do you look at that at all, these, these athletes' the ability to figure it out during the game?
4: Yes, and and I think the one thing that we have to know, and you know this more than anyone, being a professional athlete, Mike, is that when they're down, when most of us public Want to curl up and, and, and circle the wagons, and things are getting tough. That's not what the professional athlete does. They tighten the, the belt, they tighten their shoestrings, and they go out and find a way to get it done. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. And so, uh, I don't, yeah, we can buy some rust, mm-hmm. but to me, what overcomes rust is the hunger in Jameis Winston to A, Show himself well and B get his money back. And I think that he's gonna do that. I think the Saints have a lot to prove. And I think the Packers are gonna walk into a really tough game come uh Sunday.
5: I'm right there with you, Lou. And again, we can change gears a little bit. You sent us a great list of season win totals in the NFL that I wanted you to hit on. So I'll give you the floor, Lou. You sent a few of them. Miami, the Bucks, Cleveland. I think you might be looking at some unders here. Uh what are you intrigued by? Why do you like these plays? I mean, obviously with Miami you know, two was a big question mark, you know, inflated a bit. Maybe the love for uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Bucks is big here, but, uh, what do you look for when you're betting win totals, and why in particular do you like those three unders?
4: Yeah, it's, this is going to be very, very simple. Uh, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, and I want to find a, a low number and go above. I want to find a high number and go below. Well, when it's eight, eight and a half, or seven and a half, I'm not necessarily looking at, a, at any team lined like that because I don't want to sweat until week 16 or week 17 of the season. I, I want these easy, okay? So uh, now you look at the ones that I've chosen for this year, Tampa under 12. Well, right now, half the world thinks I'm stark raving mad, and I love it because what I saw last night was an undisciplined team. I also saw a kid in Anthony Brown that will be... A contributor to the demise of that team this year. I love the kid, but already, you know, he's getting some balls and Tom likes him. What's that going to do to the other two receivers, A and B? I don't trust the young man. Arians after a Super Bowl, I have questions as to whether he's the disciplinarian of that team or if it's Tom Brady. And so 12 wins means. That Tampa has to get to 13 to beat me, and I really think seeing every team 's best choice in a division where I look at Atlanta to be improved, Carolina to be improved, and New Orleans, who oh by the way, won the division last year, to be a little ticked off.
3: Mm-hmm. Lou's bringing a fire, Josh. I love it. I know. I I mean, listen,
4: we can't make that play today because that game's off. But I I do look for Tampa. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they can't win the Super Bowl again. What I'm saying
3: is I don't
4: think they can beat me with 13 games.
3: And you also have uh, Cleveland under, two,
4: And that's another popular team. Another team well-built, well-constructed, well-rounded. I think great, uh, well-coached. A few questions on the size and the capability of the quarterback as well. I don't see any backstep in Pittsburgh. I see Cincinnati is trying to gain a foothold at least with a few wins and Baltimore's got pride. So Cleveland's gonna have their hands full starting in game one. And again, uh, one thing as far as Cleveland's is, is concerned, and I grew up kind of a Cleveland fan, I'll, I, I will admit that. Even though there's no fandom now, expectation on a team can be a heavy, heavy burden. No team has more expectation than Cleveland. I'll ask, is it earned? And then last, uh, I'm sorry, last I'll talk about Miami uh, and the Miami one. You mentioned it a little bit, uh, Josh, uh, Tua. I've got great questions on Tua as to what he sees when he's in the pocket. Is he going to be the kind of a quarterback that has to get outside the pocket? Because if he is, I think he's too frail to be able to play that way. And I question his ability in the pocket. Uh, The Dolphins, again, I, I look for New England to be improved, Buffalo to be a tough team and the Jets are going to be nobody's, uh, you know, nobody's toy. So uh, I I look at a a really tough time for Miami, eight, nine games. Sure. They nine and a half. So that means they got to win 10 to beat me. I I just don't see that out of the Miami Dolphins this year.
5: Yeah. Lou, I think you make compelling cases for all those. And by the way, Pritch, we got to get Lou in studio more often. I wish I was there with you. The energy, man, I'm ready to run through a wall with Lou right now, but uh, Lou, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. A game that you didn't mention in your breakdown, but I just want to get your taste, your your, your take on this one. Uh, the Sunday night game between the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this, to me, uh, what I'm looking at across the market, is the most lopsided play of week one. Almost nine out of ten bets are saying, you know, Dalton, Bears, terrible. Rams are great. They got Stafford. They're going to roll in this one in prime time. But this is kind of a perfect storm. Primetime game, everybody betting the Rams. Open minus seven in a lot of shops. It's now seven and a half, but it's really not trending to eight. I think this is as far as the oddsmakers are willing to go. Uh, Lou, any reason to think maybe the Bears can keep this thing close? You know, do you look at the Rams maybe a teaser opportunity? Go through the seven and three down to one and a half. Just any thoughts on this big Sunday night matchup?
4: I look at this game very, very similar to how I looked at uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay. And, and no, we're not seeing it move off 7.5 now because it's Friday. But we'll come Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to see all kinds of percolation with this number because everybody's going to be trying to dig out from all the favorites that have gone south for them. And they're going to come right into the Rams. And what are we going to see? We're going to see teasers, money line parlays, and straight up bets on the Rams. Uh, all that being said, do I have enough fortitude to sit here today and recommend the bears maybe not what i will say is that this number's been creeping up creeping up open 45 it's 46 and a half now i don't know how that number is going that way i firmly believe that this is an under
3: game okay that's a great point too because uh, i have questions about the rams Uh, And a new quarterback situation, the timing, the nuances with that offense, with Matt Stafford and all these other players, I get it. Their defense is going to be awesome. The Rams' defense, the continuity is on the side of the defense. It's not on the side of the offense. So that number keeping up uh, gets interesting right there. How about Denver and the Giants? Like, a lot of people are optimistic about the Denver Broncos, seemingly that they have a quarterback right now, Steady Teddy. They are laying three on the road. I know you don't want to lay numbers here, Uh, 42s the total.
4: Yeah, open one, okay? So Denver opens one, they're going to New York. Uh, I don't have a problem with the coach judge there. We know Barkley's gonna play, I just Mm -hmm. saw that recently. Uh, This is a team, I believe, that's on the ascent and they're building something brick by brick. Meanwhile, I think Teddy is a dynamic upgrade for Denver and I think Denver's gonna be a player in that, West. They're gonna upset some teams. However, in this situation, opening day in New York, I don't get one,
5: now I get the full three I'm all about the Giants. Lou let me throw one uh, last one at you just kind of an overarching question what do you think about uh, home field advantage now obviously went through the COVID year no fans in the stands it was a weird crazy year for everybody we see fans back. Do you see maybe home field advantage becoming more of a thing this year, more of an edge, will it become overvalued? Have you kind of thought about that at all in your handicapping when you're approaching these games? Oh, I do. I have a flow
4: chart here, and I have uh, home field advantage next to each team, and each one is different, okay? I mean, I think Kansas City and Seattle still are close to two-and-a-half or three, and yet I think if you go play a game in Jacksonville, you only get a half or one, and so you have to study that a little bit. Will there be more home field advantage? this year than last yes because there was no home field last year however the overall trend in what is happening in home field advantage is that number is getting less and less pronounced used to be you just throw a three on it Uh, the only three i'd give is seattle if they're running good otherwise two and a half as much as i'll give Uh, but home field you really got to study that team by team
3: Awesome information right now from Lou Finicaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, I got to ask you, you got a feel for the Cardinals' Law this year?
4: You know, uh, Mike, I always, I gave three unders in season totals, and I always like to find one positive. Mm. I, I want to I wanna use the Cardinals as a positive, but it goes against a couple of things. Number one, that number's eight and a half, and I don't like playing in that strata, number one, and I live in Phoenix. So for those two reasons, I'm going to sit back. Uh, but Cardinals are live week one against Tennessee, make no
3: mistake. Always outstanding to have you in studio or to talk to you about betting and anything. Lou Finicaro. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks, Josh. You too. Good to see you. The great Lou Finicaro in studio. That was awesome. Uh, More betting across America when we continue the program. That's coming up next.
7: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running.
3: Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod comes from the turf meet at historic Kentucky Downs. Track announcer Larry Colmes talks about tomorrow's Breeders' Qu- Cup qualifiers uh, from the National Horse Players Championship. Carl Broberg Discusses his passions of horse training and betting. Johnny Avello of DraftKings Sportsbook handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it now at slash podcast. Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the program Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. With you, we continue our breakdown of week one, National Football League. Uh, Dolphins, Patriots, Mac Jones. Jersey sales in all at home minus three against Miami. So these teams are kind of interesting because New England struggles on the road in Miami, and Miami struggles on the road in New England. Uh, that's history, though. Uh, we got new history or uh, new quarterbacks here for both teams: Tua on one side, Mac on the other side. Josh, what do you think?
5: Yeah, this is going to be interesting, one, Pritch. Uh, Nick Saban. Luckily, he uh, he plays on Saturdays. He can sit back and watch a couple of his old players here go head to head. Pritch, what I like about this one. So this is kind of a tough one for me. Number one, I think the Patriots were kind of sharp early. Patriots open, you know, minus two, minus two and a half. Anything below the key number three, you did have some New England money come in. As soon as it was announced that Cam was released and Mac Jones would be starting, it shot up to three. Now a lot of these books that I'm seeing are minus three, minus 115 to the Patriots. Like it may go to three and a half. Now, it's tough because I did like the Patriots earlier on there below the key number. But now that you are at the key number of three here, Pritch, and I would sit and wait and say if you like the Dolphins, I'd maybe see if you can get a three and a half. We shall see how that develops. But I think even though I'm a Pats fan, mm-hmm. uh, to me, the value would be taking the Dolphins here in the plus three because all those system matches that we talk about, dogs 55% ATS the last decade in week one, divisional dogs 68% ATS the last decade, uh, short road division dogs. I mean, I got a bunch of matches here. Um, inflated line dogs as well. Again, opening two, two and a half. Now you're getting three. To me, if you're laying the three of the Patriots, it's kind of like laying that nine last night with the Bucks. You're late to the party. Let's see if this thing comes back down. Does it creep back down to two and a half? That's what I would look for. I'll lean Dolphins here. Pritch, the one that I like maybe more is the under in this one. We know with Tua, you know, he's not going to set the world on fire offensively. The Patriots defense is revamped this year with Hightower and Van Noy and all these guys that they brought back and spend free agency. Judon as well. Uh, And also Mac Jones. I'm high on Jones long-term, but, you know, first start in the NFL. Could there be some jitters? Mm -hmm. This game opened uh, 45-and-a-half to the total. It's down to 43, Pritch. If you can find a hook, 43-and-a-half. Again, you're late to the party, but I'd lean under here. This looks kind of like a sneaky divisional underplay.
3: Okay. It it is all but confirmed that Saquon Barkley will play week one against the Broncos. Didn't move the line. Denver still minus three on the road. Uh, 42 is the total.
5: Yeah, truth be told, I bet Denver earlier, Pritch, so it's now up to minus three. Uh, I like them when they were at minus one. I think Lou made a great point. Open minus one all the way to minus three. Uh, I like what I'm seeing out of Denver. I like how, uh, obviously, going to uh, to Teddy Two Gloves here, who covers a ton of numbers, one of the best quarterbacks to back. Typically, or you want him more as a dog spot, but he's, he's slightly profitable as a favorite as well. I just think laying the minus three, again, you're getting the worst of it now. It opened at minus one. To me, it's a hazmat play. Giants plus three at this current number. But I think if you got anything Broncos two and a half or less, that was the play where some wise guy money came in. And also maybe look to the under here, Pritch, open 42 and a half. We're showing 42 on our board, but I'm seeing a couple 41 and a halves okay. out there. This thing is falling. Maybe we get a tight, low scoring game. The G men obviously uh, did not play well at all offensively last year or in this preseason. Maybe it's a tight game, field goal game. I'll take the inflated Giants three at this point, even though, again, early, I think it was definitely a lot of to money with the Broncos, but that under looks appealing to me. Maybe a low-scoring spot
3: there. I am curious whether or not the NFC East and the defenses in this division uh, are going to be mentioned uh, after this week uh, because I I do want to see how these defenses play. I think Green Bay, uh, New Orleans, uh, this line has moved. I saw Green Bay 4 earlier, now minus 3.5, 50s total.
5: Yeah, this kind of looks a little bit like that Raiders game a bit here, Pritch. Like When that 4.5 was available, it got scooped up by Saints uh, plus 4.5. Now down to four. It looks like it's even going to three and a half in some of these shops. So I'll go Saints. I like lose breakdown. Uh, again, the love for the Packers is insane. We, we joke about the scorched earth and the last dance, uh, but this is a super lopsided play. That's now a neutral site. It opened at Saints minus three over the summer. Uh, I think we're really underselling, as I mentioned before, Sean Payton. I think he likes the challenge of, hey, I had Breeze for a while. We only won one Super Bowl. Maybe we should have won more. Mm -hmm. But what can he do with Jameis? You know, they make that trade for Bradley Roby, which I think they give a third round pick for, it, kind of a lot. But I think the Saints keep this thing close. The hook could be crucial. I'm going to go three and a half or really a four if you can find it with the Saints in that neutral site game.
3: Sure. You know, I want to factor in hype too. I want to get to that discussion with you in a little bit, uh, Josh, because I'm curious of your thoughts about hype. As we enter the season, I mean, last night's game, prime example, uh, minus nine for Tampa Bay. Uh, teams are not going to be as good as we think they are because of hype, probably. So uh, we'll get to that discussion coming up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to TalentNest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And also our next guest, Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content here at VSEN. Ben, how are you?
2: Doing great, fellas. I, I think I got to up my energy after listening to Lou for a couple minutes. Man, I'm telling you, how many cups of coffee is that guy have?
3: Well, he had Josh <laughs> wanting to run through a wall, and and I could yep. feel the energy over here in studio too. <laughs> He's incredible.
2: That was great. That was fantastic.
3: Yeah. So I wanted to ask you uh, this question about hype because I think hype drives business as we as we've seen. I mean, the numbers uh, uh, dictate that and suggest that too in terms of the handle for. Uh, last night's game, but also could it influence live movement too? Because we saw uh, Tampa Bay as a, as a huge favorite, right? And so we're seeing that situation to play out week one in the National Football League. So just a discussion about hype uh, when it comes to betting.
2: Yeah, I mean, as Josh knows, uh, there's a lot of things, right, that go into making a line. And one of the things I think you're kind of referencing, Pritch, is what we call public perception. And there's certain teams that are public teams. We know the Packers, generally the Steelers, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are certainly one with Tom Brady. Again, they were very hyped last year, and then all they did was go out and win the Super Bowl. So obviously they're going to be even more hyped this year. Everyone's running to bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether that's to win the Super Bowl, go over their win total. And again, we saw that last night. It's something that odds, odds makers factors it, factor in. Excuse me, right? And they know this line opened Tampa Bay minus six and a half, got up to seven, seven and a half, eight. It even got all the way up to nine and a half. The public is betting the bucks at any of those numbers. So why have it at seven when they know they're going to bet it at eight or nine as well? So it factors in. And usually, if you're going against a team like that, people who are backing the Cowboys, you're going to get almost a little of an incentive people are gonna have to pay kind
5: of the Tampa Bay tax to bet on them. Yeah, but I think you bring up a great point, obviously. And again, those are the things I look for in week one in particular, You know, We don't have a lot of data on these teams. A lot of the public is just going off of, okay, what did you do last year? How did you end last year? If you were a good team, I'll bet you. If you were bad, I'm gonna bet against you. But really that creates a perfect storm to kind of buy low, especially in these inflated line spots. But uh, Ben, it's great to see you. One thing I always like to ask you is, Update us on legalized sports betting. I love knowing uh, or hearing about new states to legalize. Obviously, Arizona just went legal yesterday. Give us an update on how many states we're up to, what are the new states legalizing, who's up, up next, and who's generating the biggest handle now that they're legal
2: yeah so uh yesterday a big day we had uh washington state go legal we had arizona which is the big one right now going legal and we had south dakota as well so i actually missed south dakota i had to read up on that one uh no no offense to anyone in south dakota but obviously not as big a market as arizona we're all kind of looking forward to and i think it's interesting again we've seen kind of the expansion of sports betting obviously legalized in may of 2018 and I just had kind of tweeted out the amount of states that have been legal at the start of a football season. Uh, 2017, it was just Nevada. 2018, we were up to five states, including Nevada. 2019, all the way to 13, plus Washington, D.C. Last year, we had 18, plus D.C. And this year, now 26 states. And again a wide variety some states mobile betting allowed everywhere some states mobile in casinos some states no mobile but some form of legal sports betting now in 26 states we have i think four or five other states including right by you josh connecticut maybe sometime massachusetts but may probably not this year <laughs> uh don't tease me online. ben <laughs> it's it's coming it'll get there don't worry yeah um and and the biggest the biggest market as as we continue to see is new jersey really so we finally have final numbers for july new jersey the number one market with uh just about 579 million dollars in handle nevada number two 410 and illinois number three 369 with pennsylvania fourth at 304. those are the biggest four: new jersey nevada illinois pennsylvania Uh, I think we'll continue to see that this season. And again, as you're going to hear me say it a lot, because I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, We won't get it for a little while, but whether or not New Jersey in September can do a billion dollars in handle, which would just be remarkable.
3: That would be incredible for sure. Uh, You know, Ben, Uh, I saw a lot of Cowboys fans in in the book, and some of them are uh, speaking loudly about the Cowboys in terms of how they're going to shock the world tonight, right? And so they're actually putting their money where their mouths were at the time. Uh, Some other people are doing that with a big bet on the Browns coming up this weekend.
2: Yeah so again we talk about public teams the Cowboys are certainly going to be one of them. Uh, I was watching the game at at Westgate and uh, there were a lot of Cowboys fans or at least Cowboys backers because there was not a lot of cheering when that Tampa Bay field goal went in with two sections left. (laughs) You could uh, hear a pin drop in the sports book but a better at DraftKings uh, in Pennsylvania wagered $150,000 on the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC. This was at nine to one. Obviously, a very large bet that would win $1.35 million if it comes through. Again, Browns are an interesting team. They've certainly been, speaking of hype guys, been hyped up this season and potentially a little easier path maybe to winning that division with the rash of injuries the Baltimore Ravens have just suffered with a couple running backs out for the season. And obviously, Marcus Peters now out for the season as well.
5: Ben, before we let you go, uh, you know, I got to throw this at you. Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. We're still at three. At one point, it got to three and a half. How you feeling? Are you making a play on this one? I will mention to the total 48 down to 47 and a half, maybe some under money. How you feeling about your Vikings this weekend?
2: So uh, not <laughs> great that Anthony Barr is uh, is out and Christian Derrissaw, the first round pick, who was supposed to help solve the offensive line. I'll be honest, Josh. Uh, I'm I'm in the super contest this year, so I have to make five picks and the Vikings at minus three were one that uh, my brother and I were leaning towards Uh, just because again, if the Vikings are doing anything this season, you are going to beat the Bengals, even if it's on the road by more than a field goal, but it's getting me a little nervous. A couple (laughs) people who are smarter than me are on the Bengals, whether that's a three and a half or three. Uh, So in short, not feeling great, which I think for, you know, Will Hill and myself, fellow Vikings fans is about how we typically feel going into week one. Uh, I I would not probably touch that game unless you have to because I could see the Vikings winning easily and I could see Joe Burrow looking fantastic after taking three preseason snaps.
3: That was a pretty big sigh there, Ben Fox. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: that was huge. Deep sigh. That was a deep one. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, you know, look, that, there's fans, right? Fans or fans of catching tickets. James Salina says that all the time. Uh, ben, that was awesome. Thanks again for your time today. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. There you go. Thanks, Ben. Ben Fox, a VP of digital content. Uh, Josh, okay, now I'm confused again. Uh, great info from Ben, but I have to ask you another question when it comes to line movement, public, and sharps. We're going to do that next uh, right here on the program, Vsend the Sports Betting Network.
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home
3: today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The king of sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team. If any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. And use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So some news. I'm glad we were able to cash this ticket when we did Josh uh Leo Collins suspended violation of the substance abuse policy uh right there so he's going to be out a number of games uh, for the Dallas Cowboys how about that
5: yeah so that's not good for my yeah. uh my my uh my running back there why am i blanking on his name here Ze- Zeke Kelly Elliott. Elliott. yeah trying to trying to turn it around here losing one of sure. your best linemen so uh, again i keep going back to the next point uh the next line here in week 2 you know you're seeing a lot of these uh, these lines minus three. The Chargers mm-hmm. at home against the Cowboys. Uh, Dak looked pretty good, but it's, it's the Cowboys, man. They It's like you one step forward, one step back. You played great last night, almost eke out a win. Great cover overall. Now you got injuries. Now you got suspensions. So uh, Dak's got his, 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 his you know, work cut out for him this year with all these uh, issues propping up now, which, again, you didn't want to see uh, after that great performance last night.
3: Right, let's get to that Bears Rams game. Last game on the schedule, Josh, uh, uh just the interpretation and the movement. Now, I think you're tempted to be a gross play here. Uh we're talking about the Rams at home with the Bears with Andy Dalton at quarterback.
5: Yeah, this is a gross one pretch. I would put this in the, you know, the bucket of like when I look at week 1, there are dogs that are like I love this dog play. It's a really buy low spot. Uh, there are other dogs where it's like, I have system matches, but do I really feel confident in them? Not really. I think as a better, you gotta be, you gotta do what you're comfortable with. You know, if you're the kind of person who goes with your numbers, then stick with your numbers. If you talk yourself in or out of a bet based on your opinion, that's when you get in trouble. Stick with the data overall. So uh, again, I'm gonna go Chicago or nothing here, Pritch. Okay. I wanna see, I think Gamble and Lou made it made a great point earlier uh with the total in particular at open 45, it's up to 46 and a half. I see a 47. That seems pretty high to me. What can Dalton do? You have a great defense there with the Rams. That's going to be a prime time inflated under opportunity for me. I think that's a sneaky under bet with this line now rising a bit. Mm-hmm. But again, when it comes to Chicago, Pritch, primetime game, we talked about it last night. Your Thursday night, your Sunday night, your Monday night. Everybody's watching this game. Everybody's betting on this game. And this is the most lopsided bet of the weekend. So, Pritch, if I'm a card-carrying uh, a member of the contrarian tribe here <laughs> and I don't take Chicago, disgusting seven and a half, you know, kind of a line freeze and most heavily bet game of the week. Then, uh, then I'm going to have to get back my contrarian card. I got to do it. I got to go Chicago seven and a half or nothing, but I'll wait the caveat of, Hey, what Lou mentioned, mm-hmm. when you get to, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, you get closer to that eight o'clock start there. 8 20 PM. Does it tick up to eight? Can you get a higher number here? If that happens, Chicago will be in that inflated line spot, the same one that the Cowboys were in last night.
3: So there is a, a contrarian club. Then uh, there's cars
5: and the, all. There, it's kind of like Fight Club, preach. Okay. If I t- you know, if I right. say it, it doesn't exist. Right. What I say about Fight, the first rule of, of contrarian clubs, there is no contrarian club. I guess. <laughs> but I got, I'm working on getting you a refer a friend to get you in there because you're a wise guy like me. Well, when it comes to my question, then
3: I'll bring it up. So Lou and yourself, you both mentioned this. Now, I didn't think public could move the number i thought sharps could only move the number but yet the public apparently can
5: move the number yeah so i think you're probably going to get different answers from different people my interpretation and my belief is that yes wise guys move numbers numbers move based on respected money coming in Mm -hmm. but here's the thing in the situations where it's so overwhelming that it literally the book has so much liability at one point you know that they just all they're going to do is just say hey the public can hit this anyway we got to make sure that if the uh, you know, we got to entice betting on the Cowboys, basically, because if the Bucs roll in that one and cover all those numbers, books are going to take a big hit. Now, obviously, they'll be fine. You know, the, you're not going to cry for a sports book. They're going to make money in the long run, no matter what. But I think I don't think it was totally public on the Bucs. It was definitely public for sure. But I do think six and a half, seven early. That was some Bucks money. So, okay. again, my interpretation, Pritch, is wise guys move numbers, sharps move numbers. The public will only move like juices or half points. But in the case that it's like nine out of ten bets, something insane like that, yes, they can move a number a little bit. But again, I, I'm of the opinion if you're making me pick one side, mm-hmm. it's pros that move numbers. It's not the public.
3: Okay, let's get to some uh, props uh, the situations coming up this weekend, Week One on uh, the National Football League. We saw Antonio Brown go off. Uh, certainly, his props uh, uh, cashed to the over. Some of them are certainly receiving yards. And uh, you know, when you look at BetMGM props for Sunday, the highest scoring team on Sunday, we have the Chiefs. At plus 600 against Cleveland, they got the Bills against Pittsburgh at plus 850. Uh, we've talked about some totals. We've talked about some of these totals coming down as well.
5: Where are you right now with the highest scoring team on Sunday with that prop? So, one thing when you're looking at these props, I go automatically to the total for the particular game. So, the highest total on the board, uh, I think, is that Chiefs game still. Arizona, Tennessee is kind of close. Mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee at that number, I think. Uh, what are they Pritch? I got to double check here. The Titans, they're plus, 900, plus nine hundred, nine to one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of intrigued by that. That's one of the higher end totals. But I, the Chiefs at plus six hundred is kind of chalky. These ones are tough because I think there's going to be a team that we don't expect that's going to light it up. So I don't know who's that who that will be. Um, you know, maybe that's uh, maybe the Falcons Philly game could be a shootout type situation. We've seen that line on the rise. It's in a dome. You have both defenses who struggle a little bit. That could be a candidate here. Uh, but I'll, I guess I'll lean Titans. I think. With that Arizona defense and they're at home, uh, I could see the Titans putting up some points there. I like that payout. I'll go Titans or maybe Falcons in that Philly game, even though I will admit, Pritch, during one, one of our breaks, I put in Philly plus three and a half. So I am on the Eagles in that
3: one. Okay, nice job right there. Um, yeah, I, I was looking at that 12 to one situation too with the Falcons and, and the Eagles. Uh, the battle of the birds, I guess people are coining that one, but um, where's the defense? Uh, that's how I would look at this one. So 12 to one, which team uh, uh, will score the most points on Sunday? The Falcons, uh, again, I- I'm high on Kyle Pitts for sure. Uh, Matt Ryan, I feel like he has a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. He's got some weapons. He's got some youngsters to work with too.
5: Yeah, I think it's a great point by you, Rich. And The more I look at it, I like that over quite a bit. I know when you're betting totals, you know, Obviously, key numbers aren't the same when it comes to spreads, but that Philly Atlanta game, we mentioned earlier, open 47 up to 48 and a half. I see it going to 49. I think we still find a 48 and a half. I mean, this thing's rising. I think this we may get closer to 50 by the time of kickoff. Mm-hmm. I could see that being the shootout, uh, maybe that, you know, 35, 32 type game. Uh, but uh, the more I like it, the more I look at it, the more I like that over philly atlanta if you can still find a 48
3: and a half yeah trying to leave bias out of it too uh based on what i saw last night i mean that was a true shootout i think there was 12 rushes uh through our uh, first quarter or, or almost the second quarter 12 total rushes between both teams uh, as we saw a shootout last night i wonder if the league is going to be pass happy how about the lowest scoring team on sunday josh uh some battles out there you got the bears and the rams too. Good defenses right there, plus 750 uh, for the Bears. Uh, the Lions, the lowest scoring team at plus 850. My money is squarely looking at the Lions right now.
5: Yeah, I don't know if, if you can really bet against that play, Pritch. I'm with you. Uh, what are you going to do with Jared Goff, uh, Michael Lombardi's, uh, you know, Sprant's making idea from a couple of years ago, the <laughs> Goff face app. If you see the Goff face, that means it's like the bat signal, something bad's happening. I think that could be a long day, mm-hmm. uh, even though, again, I will be rooting for, I don't know if I'll have the, the stones to bet it, Pritch, but I'll be rooting for the the the, uh, the Lions to cover that contrarian number. But again, defensively, uh, going up against uh, with Bosa and all these guys right. back, I, that could be a great candidate. Pritch, I'm going to throw the Giants at you. I think the Giants could be the lowest scoring team. They're at home against Denver. It's one of the lowest total games on the board, 42 and a half down to 41 and a half. And I really don't have much faith in Daniel Jones. I know Saquon's back, but even when healthy, he struggled the last couple of years. You're going up against a really good Denver D. Uh, with a lot of, you know, first round picks and Vaughn Miller coming back. I could see that being a, you know, 24 to 10 game or something like that. I could, I I wonder what the team total is there for. Uh, And again, that's another thing. Look at team totals for these ones. Maybe that'll kind of pull back the curtain here, but I would go Giants 10 to one. I I don't think they're going to put up a ton of points against, uh, against Denver in that one.
3: Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, Some injury concern uh, with uh, Bradley Chubb. Uh, but you still got Vaughn Miller back, and that secondary is loaded for the Broncos right there, too. Good luck, Daniel Jones. Uh, Barkley will play, but that offensive line for the Giants, they're going to be challenged,
5: right? We know that already. Yeah, we do. And again, what's what are the oddsmakers telling you? They set a low total. It's dropping even more. Also, again, the lack of familiar, familiarity with these non-conference matchups. Can benefit favorites uh, and also can maybe lead to some unders just because, uh, again, you don't know what you're going to expect here from uh, from a matchup perspective. So, yeah, the G men, I I could see that being a low scoring game there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to week one, uh, Josh, and all the games. Uh, uh, I think I was surprised uh, last night. Uh, I did not expect that type of game shoot out uh, so many variables in terms of Dak Prescott uh, whether he was going to be healthy or not or or stretched out enough uh, mm-hmm. as a thrower of the football uh, we saw that the lack of use for Zeke Elliott too I think that was surprising what about you uh, as we get into week one in the National Football League uh, any
5: surprises
3: on the horizon for Josh Applebaum?
5: Uh, It's not going to be a surprise for me, Pritch, but I'm all in on these dogs. Again, it's beating a dead horse at this point, but I think this is your time. And when you're a better, uh, and you've kind of gone through the cycles of betting and you know uh, gamble and lose, you know doing this for a while, we all have at this point. But when you go through this, you go through uh, memories and kind of just system matches, and really to me, and you saw it come through yesterday. That's why I think it was a good omen with the Cowboys with that inflated line keeping it close, because you you see such a difference and a dichotomy between the public perception. And really what we see on the field, because you're going to see a lot of people say this team is great. They'll roll and this team is terrible and they're going to get rolled. But it's always somewhere in the middle. I think when the teams that we think are good, aren't as good as we think. And the teams that are bad, I don't think are as bad as we think. So This creates a great opportunity to really lean on a lot of these dogs. So uh, again, run through the board, the Steelers getting points, uh, the Jets a late evolving play. uh, Even, you know, the Eagles that we talked about to me, dogs, dogs, dogs. I want these dogs to bark. The history says they will, but we got to prove it on the field Sunday. Pritch, congratulations, my man. Big weekend ahead. Uh, What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing watching the games? Where are you going to be at?
3: Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, we got college (laughs) football tomorrow, and then uh, certainly a big lineup reveal, too, here at Easton starting tomorrow, Saturday, and and into Sunday, too. So a lot going on, a lot to take in, Josh. Enjoy it, uh, and great job. I appreciate
5: it, Rich. And stand by; you'll get you'll get uh, over under five and a half decks from me on Sunday. Oh, sounds ready.
3: Good. Sounds good. My guy's in the desert. Coming up next.